and good evening everyone to our The Wasted Hour podcast, episode number three. This is Martin and for this episode I met with Jaja Kisses, aka the Purple Unicorn in London. We talked about when she decided to dye her hair, smoking weed, the thin line between self-perfection and self-destruction and of course her music. Thanks for tuning in, I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, we're sitting here for another episode of the West Star podcast. Yeah. Today I'm sitting here with Jaja in London. Um, how are you doing? Thanks for making it down here. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's pretty chill. It's a Sunday, it's about holiday Monday tomorrow, so I'm definitely getting into chill vibes. Perfect. So you're also aka the purple unicorn, I think, yeah. because of your hair. When did she dye your hair, actually? Um, like seven, eight years ago, like straight out of college. I just wanted to do something a little bit different and then purple kind of stuck. Did you try other colors before? No, literally just went straight to purple. It was more like a dark purple and then it's gotten lighter over the years, but I might go back to dark a bit. Yeah. Yeah, when? <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see. I never know until I just do it. Yeah, but I totally love the hair. Like from yeah. the first moment on, it was like yeah. the visual impression it of it's you. Like the only branding key I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely have much more. <laughs> but um, you were born and raised like in West London. Yeah. Do you remember like your first contact with music? Um, yeah, I guess it was pretty much just like the influence of my family. Like um, my dad. Apparently he used to DJ, which I didn't know at the time, but like when he was back in Nigeria, he apparently used to DJ. Um, what kind of music was he playing? I, I honestly don't know. It's something that they kind of just like casually dropped in conversation recently. I was like, what? But I guess it was just like American kind of yeah, funky stuff. <laughs> but at home, I would say like, I definitely um, like connected with Michael Jackson's music like straight away and then just like whatever they were listening to in Houston, Mariah Carey, Destiny's Child, just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. What are your favorite songs from Michael Jackson? Do you remember um, any? Stranger in Moscow. Definitely that yeah, one. So like good that she said because like it's one of mine too. Yeah. Like the way like the music fades in at so, the beginning. It's like, uh, it's Okay, so, so we agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> And favorite Destiny's Child song? Ooh, favorite Destiny's Child That's a tough song. one. It's, um... Or favorite Destiny's Child girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's tricky too. I mean, I, li I like them as, I don't know. I want to say If. I'm pretty sure it was called If. But it was, it was that album. Um, Destiny Fulfilled, I think, the last one, which I really, really, really liked. I guess I was old enough to actually like clock albums in, so... Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, yeah. cool. Neda was such an amazing group. Like yeah. at the time when they were big, I was like way into metal and hip hop, and it mm. wasn't cool to listen to Destiny's Child. <laughs> so I rediscovered them when I was like oh, yeah. 17, 18. So, But there are so many amazing songs now, and like the way like they all did also their solo careers. It's kind of amazing too. Of mm. course, Beyonce, but mm. also um, yeah, great. Um, I read in one of your tweets, I guess, that mm. you grew up being depressed mm. like that it was a feeling that's been with you since your youth what oh, yeah. exactly were you feeling like can you um, describe it growing up I definitely felt like just a bit of a misfit like I just felt a bit strange like I wasn't connecting with people the way everyone else was connecting and um, I was quite emotional as well so I guess things really got to me and I didn't really know how to like tackle them and um, 
Depression isn't, is definitely something that I've still had to like work on and there are times where it gets a bit fuzzy and things just seem a bit like hopeless. But um, yeah, that's definitely a journey I'm still, still wading through. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So you didn't feel like you took like stuff too emotional, like yeah. films or actual things um, too? Just like actual things as well, I guess, like at home or just like with friends, like um, there was just a lot of negative reinforcement in my mind, I guess, with thoughts where it's just like, oh shit, like I'm stupid or I'm ugly or I'm just not good enough. And um, I guess I didn't really express that, but there wasn't really anything to counteract it as well. So yeah, that was, that's something I've been learning to change and just try and think more positively and stop those thoughts kind of thing, yeah. Did music or making music kind of helped you out? Um, definitely, um, it definitely gave me something, like I'm so grateful to have something I'm passionate about. Even on the darkest days, it just feels like, something that's mine, something that works and doesn't need to be kind of judged by anyone in some sorts. So yeah, it's definitely a good process for just getting through how I feel and expressing myself. Cool. So how did she start making music? Because like you, you uploaded like a couple of songs like in 2012, some acapellas on SoundCloud. Mm. I think that wasn't your first steps, like yeah. you, you started before that, right? Um, I did actually start before that, so I guess I started like when my sister got like a literal keyboard for her birthday, I must have been like eight maybe, and I was just like writing really awful songs. Um, What were your first songs about, do you remember? They were like about love and just like things I had no idea about, like I love, like it was just a little so cringe, <laughs> now I look back on them. And then um, at some point I got like Magic's Music Maker, which oh, was yeah, like really yeah, cool stuff that. as well. And then I also got Fruity Loops and then I was like kind of making beats, which were also still pretty awful. And I would just get like a five pound microphone from Argos and like <laughs> try and record stuff. Um, but I never put any of that stuff out or I kind of did. I might have put out on MySpace for like a week and be like, no, take it down or something. It's not like I had many followers. So, um, MySpace was your first platform yeah, then? Yeah, I guess MySpace was my first platform. Um, and then, Which was a great platform, by the way. Like, I, you mean, have, you have I, to never, I never got the hype from it. I was like still, you know, <laughs> like no one. And then it shut down and I was like, damn it. I'm still, yeah, yeah. But, and then basically SoundCloud. SoundCloud was pretty much where I at first like properly left things up and like actually directed people to it, so. Yeah, the acapellas were like, mm, I don't know any producers, let me just put this ah, out. So because you yeah. didn't know any producers and you thought your yeah. own productions weren't any good, yeah. you just released acapellas. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Which is a great introduction, like yeah. just like with a voice. It was, I was actually quite shocked by how people kind of appreciated it, even though like, yeah, I was kind of, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and did she meet uh, producers um, due to the acapellas? Or? Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people hollered me um, and I also just met people like it was it was like more feasible to say oh yeah I, I'm an aspiring singer you can listen to this so I guess like meeting people in conversation um, definitely helped yeah uh, that's a huge step admitting that mm -hmm. you're a singer now and going out there yeah 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 because it always felt like oh I want to be a singer like who doesn't want to be a singer like, but who's actually going to try and be a singer so yeah so who was the first producers that you met and worked with closely? Um, 
I think it was Toby Shyboy, TSB, and it, um, I met him through a friend at my secondary school. And yeah, I would literally go to his, which was like, I don't even know if you can consider it London, it was like Red Hill, <laughs> so it was like quite a mission and I was like in college going like every other weekend or something trying to make some stuff. So, so yeah. this was after school? This was yeah, all like on the weekends but like during college or something, I don't know, yeah. What did you study? Um, in college, well in college I studied mass computing, drama and theatre studies and psychology. And then at uni, I studied economics. Yeah. Okay. Did you finish it too? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. So it was always like a side thing, your, the, the artistic thing, but you're like yeah. besides the studies. I, I definitely didn't have enough confidence to be like, I'm a singer and I wanted to like get all the guilt that would be surrounded by not doing what my parents wanted like out the way. So I figured I would just stick with Yeah. with education <laughs> but how did you build your network because like when I've talked to London artists mm. like everyone starts and then they meet like people organically mm. like one after the other yeah, how definitely. was it how was it for you so literally from like the first producer Toby Shyboy I met um, I met Floza Justin who's like my eight-year boyfriend <laughs> and he's a producer so we produced a lot of stuff um, he was in last night in Paris which is like an art collective of like rappers, artists, singers at the time and um, I became affiliated with them so now I was in this cool collective and everyone thought I was kind of cool and then um, yeah just from there meeting more people sharing more stuff and then yeah yeah I'm just asking <laughs> because the productions on your um Is it an album or like an EP, the Young Fashion? I say mixtape now. Okay. Nowadays yeah. I say mixtape, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> mixtape, the productions are really great. Yeah. And that's why I'm asking, like, how did yeah, you meet those, those people? Yeah, that was mostly Flo's Art and um, Miles and some people that kind of hit me up on the internet as well. And I don't know how I met Spacey anymore. But do you give them an input, what she wanted it to sound like, or do they play your stuff? And um, then it's different, really. Sometimes they'll just produce something and I'll be like, I like this, I'll take it home, demo it, and then finish it. Sometimes I'll be with them whilst they're producing and like maybe like steer them a bit. Um, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. How long did it take for you to, to do the mixtape? Quite a while. I think like the songs span over like four years. So I did release a lot of them as singles first. And then by the time it came, it was like, I feel like I should put out something solid. I kind of just added six more songs or something. And then, um, yeah, so it took a while. And even when I did drop it, it was kind of like, I need to drop this now, I'm not going to do it. Because I planned to do it like so many times before, but things kind of got in the way. So, yeah. Because otherwise you always be like, oh no, I can't release this song, exactly. it's too old and yeah. stuff like that. And that's kind of why I called it Young Fashioned as well, because I kind of felt like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but this is what I'm doing, so I'm just gonna put it out there. And I still know I've got a long way to go, but. But yeah. for me, it sounded that she didn't know what you were doing back then. Really? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> because, like, for, of course, for you, it's different. Yeah. You, you have the whole process, but for me, it was like the first introduction to your music, and mm. I was like, wow, this is great. Amazing. Because, like, somehow, like, the mix of um, your voice mm. and, like, the more psychedelic instrumentals mm. um, was really great. Amazing. And it's something so that you can just uh, <laughs> listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I really appreciate that. But I can 
yeah I can guess that it was hard for you yeah. to, to release it yeah. at this point yeah but it was also very good like I didn't know what to expect so everything was amazing and I got like a lot of performances off it so I was feeling pretty good about it did you yeah. perform uh, live before before the mix uh, the mixtape or um Yeah, I started performing in 2015, released the mixtape in 2016, and that too was, um, yeah, that was probably just off, off the releases that I put out before, I think, actually. Um, and that was, that was also a very tricky journey as well, like, yeah, performing was really hard for me at first, and I'm still just kind of getting the hang of it, but, and like, I've just recently learned how to like, enjoy doing it, and yeah. So now I just look forward to the next one. Okay, I'm getting better and better. So what do you do now to enjoy your live performance? What are um, the steps that you took? I mean, I guess being more comfortable with my body and my voice and having more technique to singing and understanding what's going to help me sing better has basically just given me more confidence and more room to feel the emotion that I originally had intended for the song. So I guess it's just getting better with practice. Yeah. You said before that you were working nine to five and mm. working uh, the other time on the mm. day on songs. Like, when's the time you're the most creative? Um, they're pretty random, to be honest. Like, I'm not as self-disciplined as I'd like to be, but um, I do tend to have like it's like one slot for <laughs> whatever I'm focusing on music-wise, so I kind of feel like comfortable. So, like, I'll be working on the um, full time, but right now I know that. I'm working on this video that I was telling you about and that's being edited. So it's, to me, it's like, okay, music is, I don't know how to explain it, but that's like sorted. So I kind of just have one thing at a time that I focus on at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I might, so if I don't have anything I'm working on, I'll probably get a bit like bored at work or a bit anxious, but then something amazing might happen after a few days of that and I'll just focus on that, so yeah. But this, this way also you take the most of your time out of work because otherwise when you have your whole day off mm. and you're like, oh, I could write something all day, perhaps mm. I could get a little bit lazy because of that. Um, so yeah. you use your opportunities now that you yeah. have yeah, yeah, to, focus, to focus on something. Yeah, I mean, I could focus more. <laughs> I could definitely focus more. Yeah. I could make more songs, but at the same time, sometimes having so many gets a bit weird because it's like, What if I keep like making new things and I don't get to put them all out? I don't know. It's weird. Sorry. I don't know if this is making sense. <laughs> so what holds you back of making more songs? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like... Uh, I don't know. Like if I keep making more, I guess it's like I don't have the resources to put out music as often as I'd like to. So it does... I don't like the idea of songs that I've loved so much just kind of sitting on a back burner being like, oh yeah, that was old you. I kind of want to share them. So I guess I have to pace myself. Wow. Yeah. I've got to ask, like, also through your social media, mm. I know that you're a, you're a smoker. Mm. So uh, does, it, does the weed help you to be more creative or um, does it hold you back sometimes too? The weed definitely does a bit of both, I would say. I would say there are probably times where I know I have to like stem something out that I probably shouldn't smoke as eat before because that's not like creative it's just like technical things to get something to a mixer or master at so I'm probably going to procrastinate a bit but um, 
in terms of like creativity for me it definitely like it does put me in a vibe like I'm just more relaxed I've got less going on in my head because I like think so much generally um, so yeah it's definitely just about knowing when to roll up and like having a plan for the day and stuff like that but I do call myself a functional stoner so I do feel like I get a lot of shit done considering how much I smoke. <laughs> When did you start smoking? Like, um, how did you get in contact with it? Um, like the end of college, through some through a high school friend as well, and then by the end of uni, like in the last year of uni, that's when I like actually smoked a spliff like on my own. I was like, you know what? Tonight I'm just gonna relax. And then um, yeah, since then it's just become part of the routine. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that it, it's great that you're going out there and be so honest with everything, like with mm. smoking weed and also like with all with your depression too. Mm. I think it's so important that like yeah. other that listeners of you think with like because otherwise you could get the impression that like oh it's Jada and she's doing all the great stuff mm. like the music, but you're yeah. like a person too with your own issues with your yeah. with your fears and everything. Exactly. That that is definitely something I've been like very passionate about sharing. Just like everything because I think just from being younger as well I just got so sick of having to pretend and just having to like do things just so other people would think everything is a certain way it always kind of just got to me and so I would really prefer a life where I could be honest about everything and it didn't feel like something bad was going to happen for something that is true on the inside yeah How do you find the balance between the self um, self um, perfection and the self destruction, which is always like mm. kind of hard? Because like you were telling me before about shooting a video and you have mm. all the visual and visuals in mind, and mm. you're never quite as satisfied as you would be like with mm. your songs and with your visual. But how did you find the line and be satisfied and put it out? Um, I think I've definitely like I've definitely steered away from aiming for perfection, and um, I think. Just in, in almost, I feel like perfection is not something I can, I can make happen, really, basically. And I think, like everything is kind of imperfectly perfect. I know it sounds corny, but but it's true. Yeah, yeah. like I, I, I do feel like I've just, I've stopped aiming for that from a long time ago. <laughs> like, Because like, what is perfect? You know, exactly. like it's such a full range of things that you can do, mm. and there's never like a three-minute song where yeah. you can put the whole range into this three minutes exactly. or in just like one image. Yeah, or just like be perfect. Nothing can really be perfect. So I kind of think things are just as they should be. Like um, what kind of powered me through this shoot? Because I usually like plan everything, then get super anxious and want to cancel everything was just to kind of like, I've, I've had the idea now, this was my intention, like when it comes to the day, just let everything happen as it does and that was just how it was supposed to happen, like that's it, <laughs> that's how it'll come out, some people like it, some people won't, but that was then and then move on. Cool. Another topic I want to talk to you about, since you grew up in West London, how and London is one of the, like every big city has changed a lot during mm. the past years, how did West London change? like? Um, yeah, it's changed quite a bit. I'd say I basically lived in um, Shepherd's Bush, which is like and White Sea Estate, um, 
when I was younger, like up until 12, which is like zone two, kind of part of West. And um, yeah, my mum never really wanted me to go outside. Like there was, a, there was like a, a kid's playground across the road, but I was like never allowed to go. So I would just watch from the balcony. So yeah. Um, because it was not safe. Like she just didn't want me to hang around with too many people from the estate because she's bougie like that. But um, yeah, I guess it's changed a lot. Um, how do I say this? I guess, I guess just from the estate I'm from, I feel like there were definitely a lot more um, black kids hanging around. <laughs> but nowadays I just don't see it. Like I don't even see really anyone my age there, which is weird. It kind of feels like everyone moved out and then generally just in terms of like buildings and stuff there's obviously Westfield and things and like Soho House now and just like really weird things that's like we literally had nothing we just had a market and things like that but I'm happy to get a smoothie now nearby and stuff like that <laughs> it's one of the good things yeah. too that you yeah. can get a good coffee <laughs> exactly yeah did the, did the people change as well like living in West London um I still feel like I'm at home, it's very like, it's, it's quite nice to live in an estate, you see the same people, everyone's a family, you kind of see people on their bad days and good days and yeah, it just feels normal, it just feels like home. Cool. Yeah. Why do you think that London has such a strong creative and music scene? A strong what? A, a creative and music scene, because like, um, there are so many great artists mm. around here. Like, I think there's diversity, I think. I think there's just so much to be inspired by. And obviously just so much like technological change that makes it possible to do it yourself and meet people who do it and find help online and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and I guess uh, consumerism at its highest <laughs> in a place like this. But also probably definitely the diversity, I think, yeah. So what's up next for you? You shot a video that's hopefully yeah. will be released soon. You also released yes, your yeah. last track, Be Right Back, yeah. in February. Yeah. And I'm really pleased with how that's doing. I had no idea how it would do, because obviously like SoundCloud days, you get someone to repost your stuff and then it's like, okay, cool, that's going to do fine. But, this but it's, is, it's this, a great song. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I mean, I put it out first because I didn't, I had like five songs ready and I thought, okay, this, this is probably the least strongest. But now I feel like, oh my God, what if I did for the strongest? But anyways, I'm putting out another song, which is called When She Wants. And, um, yeah, I just shot a video for that which, and the song will probably be out May 17th and video two weeks after. So I'm excited about that. It's a bit more, a bit more explicit, a bit more fun. Um, and can yeah. we expect another mixtape soon? Or? Um, I reckon, I reckon I might try and do an EP by the end of the year. Which is a great format, I think. Yeah, EP, yeah. Uh, how, many, how many tracks do you reckon is a good, a good number for an EP? Seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yeah. Because I, I basically over like the last two years I wanted to do like a twenty track like mixtape, but yeah, it was like but that's that's uh, too much. I, I know, think. but yeah. there's so many different genres I do. I like I can't Or you I do like a trilogy of EPs. I you think know? I'm gonna have to do something like yeah, that. Yeah, which is great as well. But I love you do an EP for like with like seven or eight tracks, mm. which is like perfect. You can listen to it like going to work for like mm. twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Or like when you take your run in the morning, mm. or like when you're getting ready in the morning, that's like the perfect time. Mm. Or you do like a 10 song, just select the 10 strongest tracks and do an mm. album. Yeah. Like that, that's what I think it is. But a trilogy would be fine. I think a trilogy is exactly what I'm gonna have to do, because there's just so many different 
corners of sound that I'm seeing. But which would be great because nowadays you can do that stuff. You yeah, know, like in the past exactly. it would be like it was way more restricted. Exactly. But still, I think it's cool that you're releasing like a more kind of longer format too, mm. not just songs via mm. SoundCloud. This way, I think it's always kind of hard um, for an artist to be relevant for a long time mm. just by releasing a song every month. But because like when you look back in like three or four years, do you listen to just a song or like an EP? You know, like mm. I always think people come back for an EP or for yeah. like an album yeah. that they connect the with thing. and not just like one song, but like an whole album. Yeah, definitely. What's an album that you strongly connect with? Um, I mean, I'll say a slange, see at the table. I really liked Rico. I'm not sure if this is an album, Rico Nasty's. I feel like it was a mixtape, mixtape nasty, the one she put out recently. I haven't listened to the new one properly yet. Um, and then they kind of go back to like CD days. You know when you got a CD or something that you weren't really that excited about, but you played it so much that you know every single song and you just love it. I guess it goes back to then, because I have been more of a singles listener since like digital streaming and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. But it's the last album, I That's think. That's like the last album. one I can say, like, yeah, okay, like, I can just put this on any morning and yeah. just, it'll Don't be Wish amazing. Me Well is such like a strong. Huh? Don't Wish Me Well, it's on that, it's oh, on that album, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's one of my favorite tracks okay, on there, okay. I think. All right. Um, what I always like to uh, close my interviews with is the question, uh, because you've been born and raised in London and you've mm -hmm. been all around here, but where would you travel if you would have been given one free flight? At the airport, where would you go to and why? Um, I would go to Japan. Good choice. Um, city, I, I don't think I want to go to Tokyo if I have one chance. But I'll probably say Tokyo because I'm not sure which city it was I wanted to go to. I need to check again. <laughs> and <laughs> then you yeah. can travel from there. Yeah, yeah. I okay, think cool. Japan is great. It's such amazing cities like yeah. Tokyo, Osaka yeah, yeah. and stuff. But also the landscape must be beautiful, exactly. I heard, like, yeah. it's one of my main... I really want to spend a lot of time in Japan, it seems amazing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I hope that everything works out and you can travel to Japan soon. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Mm. Um, good luck with all the new songs coming mm. up. I'm really looking forward to that. And thanks again for taking the time. Thanks. It's been great. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, <laughs>